Welcome to the Old School Meeting of Overeaters Anonymous, which features speakers with long-term abstinence. This meeting was born online, and it's going to stay that way. That means you can attend live on Tuesday evenings at 6.30 Pacific if you'd like to. Go to the Los Angeles Intergroup's webpage at oalaig.org for login information. And now, our speaker. Hi, everybody. I'm Kathy, compulsive overeater, bulimic, and restrictor. And I'm really happy to be here, actually. Um, I'm very grateful. I have a pretty good story. I'm going to try to condense it into 18 minutes, which isn't easy to do. I'm uh, going to be 69 years old next week. And I'm glad that I finally had the willingness to come back to OA. I first went to a meeting when I was 17 years old in Beverly Hills. And I heard the word God. I went to Beverly Hills High School and heard the word God and ran out of there. I wish I had stayed. I wish I was lucky enough to stay, but I wasn't ready. I wasn't willing. And I'll back up and tell you why. Mm -hmm. I hope I don't cough through the whole recording. Uh, My first six years of life were incredibly happy. I had a wonderful father and and mother. Um, My father was a compulsive overeater. He actually weighed about 400 pounds. And my mother was a normal weight. Um, I had two older sisters. We lived in Cheviot Hills. A typical weekend. I remember going to delis. Uh, particularly um, Cantor's because my father was related to the owner and we were treated really special. And I remember bringing home a ton of food and everything revolved around food. Um, For those of you who lived in the West side, I don't know. I went to Hamilton and there was a great little bakery right near there. Those people, uh, the owners lived right near us. So we knew everybody. It was like a small town. And there was a Chinese restaurant. We had a routine. We'd go there Friday night. Wong Q, I think it was called. And, we, you know, we just had this routine. Every Friday night we went there. Sunday we had the canters. We'd go to Roxbury Park and our whole family would have picnics. And it was just a beautiful life. Well, one night. I was holding my dad's hand and he dropped dead from a heart attack. So that was the beginning of tragedy. And four years later, um, my beautiful, sweet mother died of breast cancer. So my life drastically changed from this incredible, wonderful life to a pretty tragic uh, life of um, feeling lost, lonely, different, abandoned. Uh, My 20-year-old sister uh, was married and pregnant, and she had a 10-year-old to raise. And I don't know if any of you have ever read The Outsiders, 
it's a book about three brothers that are kind of left to on their own. Um, that's kind of how our life was. Three sisters kind of left on their own uh, with a warning that if we didn't survive, I was going to go to a foster home. So it was pretty scary. And that's pretty much when my addiction started. Uh, I would sit in front of the TV and I'd watch all the shows, you know, uh, Father Knows Best, Donna Reed, um, all the, you know, Leave it to Beaver, <laughs> all the shows that had a mom and a dad and they looked happy and normal. And I had had that, but I didn't have it anymore. Um, fast forward a little bit to, um, <laughs> well, elementary and, and junior high, you know, I just tried to fit in. Um, but I'll tell you, I, I lied. I cheated. I lied to myself. I told myself that, you know, I had parents. I lied to others and said that they were on a cruise. Um, I, I, I wouldn't admit to myself that they were dead. Um, I tried to look happy. I joked. Um, I pretended to everybody else, um, you know, and I was the funny kid. Uh, I, I tried to look like everybody else. I, I tried to copy everyone else. I didn't ask for help. Um, I didn't do very well in school. I, I didn't know how to study. I didn't know how to do things. My sister was too busy with her own problems. If I ever asked her anything, she would start crying. My sisters were grieving in their own way. Um, I don't remember, you know, how, what I did with food, but I did start stealing things. Um, and in high school, you know, I started doing drugs. Um, and when I was 17 and, you know, graduated from high school, I left and I went to Europe by myself. I just had to get away from my family because it was chaotic. Uh-oh. What happened here? There you are. Um, I went to Europe by myself um, because I couldn't stand the noise in my house. So that happened. And um, when I came back, I went to UCLA. I had gone to junior college and... I was told that I was smart and I didn't do well in high school, but in junior college, my teachers helped me and I found out I was kind of smart and I went to UCLA and I had a roommate and she was bulimic and she taught me how to be bulimic. So I managed to uh, control my body and it was easy. I could eat and get rid of food. I didn't throw up. I, I hated throwing up. So I used diuretics and laxatives and starved. And I did that for a long time. And then I met my husband at UCLA. And he was just adorable. And I'm still married to him. He's quite a guy. Um, I don't know what he saw in me, but he liked me more than I liked me. And... Um, the first time he hugged me, he said, Jesus, hugging you is like hugging barbed wire. You know, because I, I, being intimate with somebody was very difficult. Obviously, I was afraid everybody was going to die. 
but he hung in there with me. Um, but it was a journey of lots of issues. You know, I still stole things even with him. I stole a pair of underwear from a store called Bullocks, if you remember Bullocks. And I got caught. And uh, he was in med school. He was an intern. And the police called him and said, yeah, I have your wife here. And she stole a pair of underwear. What do you want me to do with her? I mean, it was hideous. It was ridiculous. But, you know, it was, I tried to get away with things. I tried to get away with eating food and getting rid of it. You know, thrills. What can I do to get attention? What can I do to get love? You know, what, what lengths can I go to? Because I was looking for something to fill the void. I, I wasn't okay. Um, so when I had, when I was pregnant with my first son, that's when everything came to a head. I had this little being inside of me and I didn't want to hurt him. So I didn't do the diuretics. I didn't do the laxatives because I didn't want to hurt him. I mean, God forbid, I was hurting myself, but I didn't want to hurt it. I was sitting in a pool in our apartment complex and there was a girl there and I started talking about how awful this feeling of heaviness was. Her name was Roseanne. It wasn't the Roseanne, but it was a person named Roseanne. And I don't know how we got on the subject, but she told me about OA. She 12 stepped me. And after I had my son, I went to my first meeting. And this was in San Diego at a church um, in Claremont Mesa, for some of you who live in San Diego, perhaps. And I stood in the back of the room after I had my son. I was holding him. He was a newborn. But I knew I had to do something because I didn't lose any weight. He only weighed six pounds, and I think I lost two pounds. I don't know how that was possible. And I stood in the back of the room, and I thought, a bunch of crazy people talking about God again. I forgot to mention that my mother converted from being an Orthodox Jew to Christian science. And that's why she died from breast cancer, because she refused to even take an aspirin. So I had a little problem with this God word, because she took me with her to Christian science church and private school in L.A. Um, okay, so all these people are talking about a higher power and God and saying a prayer. And I'm like, oh, my God, I think I'm going to throw up. But I, stu I stood there and I listened. I had the willingness. I knew I was desperate and I had to do something. And the guy was talking about his life. And all of a sudden he said he ate cookies out of a trash can. I thought, oh, my God, I do that. I couldn't believe somebody else did what I did. And then this lady named Phyllis, I don't know if you've ever heard of this woman named Phyllis in San Diego, comes back all the way in the back of the room and says, hi, honey, and starts talking to me and gave me her phone number. I'm like, oh, shit. She says, call me tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. I'm like, I'm not calling you tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. So I went home that night and I thought, oh, I'll call her tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. So she became my sponsor, called her. She was my sponsor for several years, and I weighed and measured. I did this thing called gray sheet. I hated it. 
because I'm bulimic and this was restricting and it didn't work for me. And I lost all the weight. I became almost anorexic. Um, I lost too much weight and I did it for many years. I thought I had it. I was like, miss away, went all over. My ego went like out here, over there and this way. And then I started drinking. I started doing other things I shouldn't be doing. I almost lost my marriage. I mean, I got bad. I got sick. I got sicker and sicker. And I went back out. And I relapsed and relapsed and relapsed. And I'm condensing this story. Timer, how much time do I have? Uh, Six minutes. Okay. I had a feeling. See, I can talk and talk. So I'm going to fast forward. I got in big trouble. And I'm going to fast forward to 2009. So I'm in my 50s. And I am one effed up woman. I'm desperate because I love my husband. I love my kids. I have three sons at this point. I have a full-time teaching career. I want serenity. I want out of this madness. I want peace. I don't want this. I go to a therapist that I heard is great. And she says, Kathy, I can't help you. You need to go back to 12-step programs. I'm like, oh, shit. Really? So I go to this meeting in Encinitas. And it's a Saturday morning. I'm angry. And I think Stacy was at this, at this meeting. Or I met her shortly after this. And I shared, I don't want to be here. I hate all of you. (laughs) I'm angry that I have to be here. I don't want to do the steps. I've done them before. They don't work for me. I don't want to do gray sheet. This isn't going to work for me, but I'm here. And I just kept coming back. And I took down this woman's number, this tall woman that was skinny, because I wanted to be skinny again. And I wanted to work it. I wanted what they had. I wanted, they were all smiling. You know how, you know how it is. The sticking with the winners. I hated that line. And I called this gal and she said, you know, you're going to have to work at this. And she said to me, do you eat like a lady? And I felt like saying, you know, what I felt like saying. And then she said, do you drink with dignity? Do you eat like a lady and do you drink with dignity? I said no to both of those things. And she said, okay, you start calling me every day. We'll talk about your abstinence and your food plan. And tomorrow I want you to go to AA. Oh, my God. (sighs) She had me. I did it. I was willing. I was desperate. I absolutely was desperate. I had hit a bottom. I knew there was, there was no other way. And I've been abstinent and sober since that weekend. It was 2009. I do whatever I have to do now. I do what I'm told. I, I, I just, um, I don't regret the past. I don't regret everything I did. I'm not happy about some of the things I did, but I don't want to revisit the past. Does that make sense? I don't want to go back there. But I have forgiven myself. I've had to make some living amends. 
and I've made a lot of amends. I've had to write some checks. And today, I, I feel like I'm a nicer person. I'm not perfect. If I, if I do something that's nasty or bad, I quickly correct it. It didn't used to be that way. I didn't care about you. Today, I care about you. And I care about me. And, and that's a lot. And today, I don't do it Kathy's way. I do it God's way. I'm, I'm much more aligned with my higher power. And I have a higher power today. That's huge. I, I pray. I meditate. I send my sponsor my food every single day. I call her every Monday. I do service. I'm the chair of an inner group. Oh, my God. If you had told me I was going to do that, I, was, I would have laughed. I, I would have laughed in your face. I thought those people were crazy. I thought they were nerds. And today, I love it. I love it. My term's almost over. My second term is almost over of being chair. I'm like, well, what am I going to do now? God will tell me what I'm going to do now or next. I love it. I love doing service. I sponsor. Because if I don't do those things, I will lose what I have. I have to give back. I want to keep this thing. What I want to keep it going. I eat three meals a day. And I have life in between. I, I don't ban any foods, but I mostly eat healthy. Good, good options. I mean, I have a lot of different things I can eat. I'm having oral surgery on Thursday, and I'm not excited about it. I'm a little afraid, and I've reached out to a lot of friends, to, and I've told them I'm afraid, and they're helping me walk through it. I ask for help today because I'm not alone anymore. I have three great sons who I don't try to control anymore. I used to look for daughter daughters-in-law. I don't do that anymore. They all have great girls. Two of them are married, and one of them has a great potential that I didn't have to find for him. God, they have their own higher powers. It's amazing. When you stop trying to control, God does it much better than I can. Thanks.